Welcome to Zichron Daf Siman. Remember by Ram Goldar and Tirim and Zechus Mol Katan Daf Yud Ches. The third parak, the El Magalchin. The third parak has been generously sponsored by Nishmas Yitzchak Ben Kaman Moshe and Daniel Noam Ben David. May their neshamas have an Oliyah. This is going to be an abbreviated shear. So the three types are going to focus on them. One, Rav Shembar Abbas said that he was once standing before Rabbi Yochanan in the base of Midrash on Cholmod, and he cut his nails with his teeth and threw them aside. We come from this that it's permitted to cut nails on Cholmod, and the biting nails is not repulsive, and that it's permitted to throw the cuttings into a public area. The one asked if this is so, for it was taught in a bright sefarnaim. Three things were said in respect to nails. A kovran sadik, sorfan chasid, zorkan rasha. One who buries them is a tzaddik, one who burns them is a chassid, and one who throws them into a public area is a rasha. The reason for not throwing them into a public area is that perhaps a pregnant woman might pass over them and miscarry. The Ron explains that her disgust at seeing them might affect her physically, causing her to miscarry. Alternatively, they might cause a miscarriage supernaturally. The more answer is that in Rabbi Yochanan's case, women do not come to the base of Midrash, and even if they are swept into a public area, once they change locations, they're no longer harmful. Point number two, Shmuel said, It's mutter for one to betroth a woman on Chol Moed, lest another man preempts him and becomes engaged to her. The one asked if Shmuel really said this, for if you'd have said the name of Shmuel, Every day a basko goes out and says, The daughter of so-and-so is destined for so-and-so, saw the pony or pony. The field of so-and-so is destined for so-and-so. Now, if a woman is destined for a certain man, how can another man come and marry her? The great answer is that Shmuel means, Shemi kadmenu that another man may preempt him through tefillah. This means that someone might daven for her to die. The following incident is brought to illustrate this. Rava once heard a man davening that she'd be able to marry a certain woman. He told him not to daven for this. If she's destined for him, he'll marry. And if not, his prayer will not be answered and he'll deny Hashem. Rashi explains that he'll conclude that tefillah is not effective. Rebel later heard the man daven that either he should die before she gets married, so he shouldn't see her married to another, or that she should die before him, so he should not see her married. Rebbe rebuked him for his tefillah. And pointing with him, Rebbe said in the name of Rebbe Reuben ben Yitzravili, and some say it was taught in a brisa, A person is not suspected of something unless he's done it. The more will clarify that this is referring to a rumor that is going around town. And if he hasn't done all of it, he's done part of it. And if he has not done a part of it, he has thought of doing it. And if he had not thought to do so, he's seen others do it and was glad. The Gemara brings a number of qualifications to this rule. So one thing the three points are, number one, Rav Shembar Abbas said that he was once standing before Yochanan in the base of Medishon Cholmod and he cut his nails with his teeth and threw them aside. We come from this that it's permitted to cut nails on Cholmod and that biting nails is not repulsive and that it's permitted to throw the cuttings into a public area. The Gemara asks, if this is so, for it was not in a brisa, three things were said in respect to nails. Hakovran Sadik, Sorfan Chassid, Zorkan Rasha. One who bites them is a tzaddik, one who burns them is a chassid, and one who throws them into a public place is a rasha. The reason for not throwing them into a public area is that perhaps a pregnant woman might pass over them and miscarry. The run explains that her disgust at seeing them might affect her physically, causing her to miscarry. Alternatively, they might cause a miscarriage supernaturally. In Rabbi Yochanan's case, women do not come to the base of Midrash, and even if they were swept into a public area, once they change locations, they're no longer harmful. Point number two, Shmuel said, It's mutter for one to betroth a woman lest another man preempts him and becomes engaged to her. The Gemara asks if Shmuel really said this, for if you said in the name of Shmuel, Every day, 
a Pascal goes out and says, the dar of so-and-so is destined for so-and-so, sada pony go pony, and the field of so-and-so is destined for so-and-so. Now, if a woman is destined for a certain man, how can another man come and marry her? The Gemara answers that Shmuel means that another man may preempt him through tefillah. This means that someone might daven for her to die. The following incident is brought to illustrate this. Rabbi once heard a man davening. They should be able to marry a certain woman, and he told them not to daven for this. If she's destined for him, he will marry, and if not, his prayer will not be answered, and he'll come to deny Hashem. Rashi explains that he'll conclude that tefillah is not effective. Rabbi later heard the man daven that either he should die before she gets married, so he shouldn't see her married to another, or that she should die before him, so he shouldn't see her marry. Rabbi rebuked him for his tefillah. And point number three, Rav said in the name of Rabbi Reuben ben Itzirivili, and some say that it was taught in Abraisa, a person is not suspected of something unless he's done it. The Gemara will clarify that this is referring to a rumor that is going around town. And if he hasn't done all of it, he's done part of it. And if he hasn't done part of it, he's thought of doing it. And if he had not thought to do so, he's seen others do it and was glad. The Gemara brings a number of qualifications to this rule. All right, so now we go to our Simon Daf and our standard Simon is a chuppah, because Ben Yudches al chuppah, someone who's 18 should go to chuppah. So here goes. The man biting his nails at the chuppah and casting them in the middle of the aisle, who had become intensely jealous the day he heard the chassan propose on Chola Moed, was the subject of rumors going around town that he had told the officiating rabbi the chasna was a different day. Once again, it's a motion. The man biting his nails at the chuppah, chuppah, that must be more daf yudches. The man biting his nails at the chuppah and casting them in the middle of the aisle, which reminds us that it was taught in a bright shoshid varm nemru but three things were said in respect to nails. The kovran tzadik, sorfan chassid, zorkan rasha. One who buries them is a tzadik, one who burns them is a chassid, and one who throws them into a public place is a rasha. And the more explains that the reason for not throwing them into a public area is shematavra alehen isha ubara betapil that perhaps a pregnant woman might pass over them and miscarry. So the man biting his nails at the chuppah and casting them in the middle of the aisle, who had become intensely jealous the day he heard the chassan propose on Chola Moed, which reminds us, Shemuel said, It's mutter for one to betroth the woman on Chola Moed, lest another man preempt him and becomes engaged to her. And the Gemara asked if Shemuel really said this. But Rav Yudah said, Every day, a Basko goes out and says, the daughter of so-and-so is destined for so-and-so. So if a woman's destined for a certain man, how can another man come and marry? And the Gemara answers that Shmuel means, that another man may preempt him through tefillah. This means that someone might dumb for her to die. And the Gemara brings an incident to illustrate this. So the man biting his nails at the chuppah and casting them in the middle of the aisle, who had become intensely jealous the day he heard the chassan propose on Chola Moed, was the subject of rumors going around town that he had told the officiating rabbi the chasna was a different day. Which reminds us, it was said, a person is not suspected of something unless he's done it. And the Gemara clarified this referring to a rumor going around town. And if he hasn't done all of it, he's done part of it. And if he hasn't done part of it, he's thought of doing it. And if he had not thought of doing so, he had seen others do it and was glad. The Gemara brings a number of qualifications to this rule. So once again, the man biting his nails at the chuppah and casting them in the middle of the aisle, who had become intensely jealous the day he heard the chassan propose on Chola Moed, was the subject of rumors going around town that he had told the officiating rabbi the chasna was a different day. All right, so this concludes today's year. This is Rabbi Avram Golden Zichu wishing you a great day and great learning.